leader people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Hello, you are listening to Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Outlawed Radio Network once again. Thank you so much. I'm grateful that you joined again. Um, we are spreading truth and accurate information to Americans and all willing to listen. I'm so grateful I'm working with people like Dr. Peter McCullough. I really want to say a shout out to Malcolm and... Um, as Malcolm helps us make available this forum so we could share information to people who could live as largely normal lives as possible in, with informed decision-making. We are fighting censorship, wokeness, madness, and sanity daily. And uh, Malcolm is helping us with the America Out Loud radio network. Uh, before I begin, let me just tell you again that uh, I write a daily blog, a substack of... Uh, Anything to do with COVID or or uh, even politics in general, or just my view. And you can find my Substack, and it's free. Um, for those who are willing to help me because I've been cancelled, etc. Um, you could there's a yearly membership fee of I think twenty nine dollars, um, but you get uh, information every day. I I do about ten to twelve posts a day, and my Substack address is Alexander COVID News. That is A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R space COVID space news. You could also check me on my website, drpaulalexander.com. No caps, um, no spaces, etc. Look, there's so many things I want to talk about today um, in these different sessions. And one I want to start with is this issue of natural immunity. Um, I had put up on the Substack a, um, a translation of a document from uh, prehistoric times, um, old uh, Greece, Athens. And uh, one of it has to do with the Athenian plague of 430 BC. So that's almost 2,500 years ago. And in their description of what was taking place during the plague of Europe, the striking Athens, um, Athens, they, they, they're very uh, clear in the sense that they... They made one statement which says basically that that those who were recovered, the men who were recovered, and I suppose women, they would go out to fetch the bodies of the dead. And uh, why? Because they realized in that 2,500 years ago, which is more ancient living and even thinking, they were sophisticated enough to realize that those who had had plague and survived, they could now be in contact with plague-infested bodies, dead bodies, and they would not get the plague again. And that was the language that they used. They would not be struck. Those people were never struck twice. That is natural immunity. Right there, that statement. So we have actually recorded historical information, data from pandemic 
from 2,500 years ago, which is describing natural immunity playing out in front of you. It played out in front of them. We also have a study um, done in about 2008, 2010. It was published in Nature. And the lead author was you, Y-U, you at all. And what they looked at was people who were alive still in around 2008, 2010, but they were children like four or five years old and during the Spanish flu. So at that point, when they were writing this paper in Nature, they were about 95 years old now, almost 100. And what they found was that um, these people who were exposed to Spanish flu back then, almost 100 years after, at a cellular level, they were mounting an immune response and we were seeing indications of immunity still to the Spanish flu, an immune response, which demonstrated to us that natural immunity, were, well, I mean, even if people tried to tell us that well, there's 2,500-year-old parchment document from the Athenian plague, do you have anything more current? Well, look, we have one, a study published in Nature showing that natural immunity is 100 years. That means longer than your life expectancy of 79 right now. That means natural immunity is lifelong. That's the point. So when Walensky, Burks, Fauci, Francis Collins, CDC officials, NIH, FDA, when they were talking this garbage drunk that you need to get the vaccine whether or not you are naturally exposed and immune, we knew that that was garbage. That was specious, nonsensical, illogical, absurd science. It was either that these people were just very dumb, stupid, Walensky, and they're actually stupid, red-feeling, they're incredibly incompetent, moronic people. It's either that they, they could never read the science, so they can't even read the scientific journal articles, or they don't understand the science, or they don't even get it. They demonstrate then, and as now, even the Biden administration, a depth of a... Uh, academic sloppiness, technical laziness, academic laziness, intellectual laziness, a sort of cognitive dissonance to anything that is averse to or opposite to their form of, their path of thinking. And they were always, they've remained flat wrong and they still are flat wrong. Look, my blood pressure is raising thinking about that because I wrote this seminal paper on natural immunity, where right now it's up to about 172 pieces of evidence to show that natural immunity is bulletproof, robust, rigorous, lifelong. Natural immunity is definitely 100% superior to any immunity that a vaccine could confer. Because remember, when you get exposed to pathogen, virus, whatever, your immune response, the immune system builds a response to all aspects, especially the external outer surface of the pathogen. So uh, when your immune system sees the, the actual SARS virus in the wild, wild type, let's say, it will build an immunological response and a memory, um, acquired adaptive immunity, to all cracks and 
and crevices and fissures and mountains and the whole surface of the virus, as well as even more conserved um, uh, proteins, etc., more conserved uh, uh, targets for the antibodies that are, for example, the nucleocapsid protein. The nucleocapsid is that protein that surrounds and envelopes the actual genetic material, the mRNA, inside of the virus, in the core. Uh, there's the envelope protein, there's the membrane protein, etc. And the spike protein, which you know of, there are all sorts of different sugars, um, all sorts of proteins on the surface. And the issue is that the issue is that the spike protein that became the target for the vaccinal antibodies, the induced vaccine antibodies, the spike protein on the spike, the, the target is really the epitopes, which are the binding areas on the spike protein. It can be the receptor binding domain, which, which oversees the infectiousness, the infectivity of the virus. We have the N-terminal domain where research reports are telling us that this sort of governs issues around severity, virulence of the virus. Um, but the issue is that, is that most of the mutations, if in fact all, accumulate on the spike protein on the epitopes, the binding sites. And um, not any more conserved proteins like the nucleocapsid. And therefore, we ask a certain question, a specific question. Why did they give the immune response one target? The spike protein, which is the spicule that sits on the external viral ball. Reason being is all of the mutations that we have seen since three years ago accumulate on the spike. They converge there. So therefore, why would you give the immune system the one target in the virus is highly mutable, a lot of mutations taking place and changes? I mean, we could talk about antigenic drift, which are small changes accumulating, uh, let's say, in the genetic material, as well as besides antigenic drift, we could talk about antigenic shift, which is more major large-scale changes due to, like, recombination, etc. But that, that you see, that's a fascinating... If you went there, it's not actually complicated, but it really actually still points to the fact that this virus was really manipulated in the lab. I am telling you, I am. I will bet, I will wager anything. I'll, 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 I'll lay it down and say... There are few solids that I know so far from all of my biological warfare training, bioterrorism at Johns Hopkins, everything that I learned from Dr. Donald D.A. Henderson, from Johns Hopkins, the other people like Ingles Blee, Ingles Berry, um, Ingles B, Tom. Um, all of these are some really remarkable people, brilliant people, as well as my own epidemiology, etc. What you need to understand is that is that the kind of mutations and changes that we know that causes pathogen to change, so let's say from one strain to be different, appreciably different to the other, one variant or subvariant, sometimes those things take hundreds of years, maybe thousand years. What we are seeing here, though, is 
mutations that are happening and happened in a matter of months. And that doesn't happen normally. That kind of vast change is su such appreciable change unless you place in pressure, relentless suboptimal pressure on the target antigen in the midst of a pandemic. Yet the reality is that all of these mutations converging on one site, one area on the virus, on the spike. It's almost like a design was created to pressure that area and to drive those mutations that under normal circumstance would take a thousand, two thousand years to occur. Yet we've seen that time compressed with this virus in a matter of weeks and months. How? How is that possible unless this was being this was done deliberately to focus all the, the pressure on the spike protein, on the infectiousness of the virus? and to drive these variants, etc. I mean, we could talk about this, and it is actually mind-boggling, but I want to shift another issue, which is the University of Western Ontario in Canada. The University of Western Ontario decided that it was going to approve um, the use of um, placing feminine hygiene products in the men's bathrooms and the men's stalls in the University of Western Ontario. Now, I don't know about you, but when I see something like that, it begs the question, where, what evidence do we have that a male experiences periods, monthly bleeding, does anybody have any information that I don't have? Why is it even... I mean, I don't know how to say this. How is it possible that the University of Western Ontario could say that, and they're doing it, that feminine hygiene products are for male students too. And they have demanded that, well, they have enacted a policy where feminine hygiene products will be put in the dispensers and male bathrooms. And they claimed in their, they put out a document to the university students and staff saying, menstrual products are a necessity for a large portion of Western's population. And students who menstruate, including but not limited to female, non-binary and trans transgender students require access. That is madness. To me, I've never heard such garbage and tripe and, and craziness. I mean, I want them to tell me how do males use feminine products? I want you as a male, trans, whatever you call it, to tell me how you bleed. Tell me. Assume I'm an idiot and a stupid individual and I'm deranged and I just don't know. Tell me how you would use the product. Maybe if you could explain it to me. And it might make some sense and that I might be willing to try to understand. But from all that I know about anatomy and biology and physiology and what a man is and what a woman is, men don't menstruate. So I don't understand what the purpose is. Either they're insane, they're deranged up in that university in Canada, that they want to make themselves believe that they menstruate. 
So I think this is something that we need to talk about because they're pushing this transgender bullshit on us. This crap every day. You see more and more stories. I think we're giving these people too much airtime and they're getting mainstream. We should not. We should not. And I'm telling parents, you really have to think seriously about sending your child to university today because you send Johnny and Susie as normal, quasi-adjusted kids and they're coming home deranged and psychotic. So you got to be careful. Anyway, to end this session, you'll be listening to America Out Loud Radio. You know it plays on iHeartRadio Network and you can listen from any media player from any browser in the world. And you know all my shows go to podcasts the next day. And uh, you could hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart. You can find out about my shows if you go to the America Out Loud navigation bar. Look under our shows, our, ske our schedule, and you'll look for Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. I'm asking you again if you can if you can assist me by supporting me. Go to my substack, Alexander COVID News. Google it. Alexander COVID News. And uh, subscribe. It's free. You will get all my blogs every day with all of this COVID science, everything. Um, if you want to uh, upgrade to a paid membership, it's only about $29 a year. Uh, my website is drpaulalexander.com. If you want to support me, please, it would be appreciated. Go to Zell, Z-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, and the email is sr7283 at gmail.com. Thank you. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Hey guys, welcome back to Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Thank you so much for joining again. Um, I just want to remind you that um, um, huge shout out to Malcolm, the American Out Loud Radio uh, show. Um, talk radio um, remember you could support me at alexander covid news and also zell zell -E, at email is sr7283 
7283 at gmail.com. And please consider getting my book, uh, Presidential Takedown. You get it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble, etc. Look, I want to share something with you guys. Um, some folk, some people uh, reached out to me, Dr. McCullough and Dr. Rich, the three of us, to uh, to go to Mar-a-Lago in uh, Florida, President Trump's, where we call him 45th, 45. So 45's, um, you know, he was the 45th president, 45's residence at Mar-a-Lago. And um, we were invited to come. To um to spend some time to have a meeting with like-minded people, like-minded being people who, well, I mean, roughly and generally, you support Trump, but it was not a. I have to tell you, from meeting the different people, it was not, and it it was not supporting Trump was not a rate-limiting step. It was an important consideration. But it wasn't a defining factor. And it's not just people who are rabid supporters of Trump. No, these are very serious people, high-level thinking, very successful. And one common thread that bound all of us is a matter of love of country, respecting borders, language, culture, respecting the flag, respecting the anthem, respecting the Constitution, respecting the police and the military, the front yard, the front of the line, people like uh, border agents. Remember, uh, the military is such an important component here because, and the Constitution of the United States, you know, with my own reading, I've come to realize that um. A soldier, when they joined the military, you know, I used to think that they swear allegiance to the president and the oath that they swear, you know, like when you swear to something, it seems that the military and a soldier, their oath is very peculiar. It's very different. Their oath is not to the country, is not to the president, but is actually to the constitution. When I listen to it properly, I realize they are swearing an oath to the Constitution of the United States and to defend the Constitution. It didn't say defend the president. To defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign, domestic, within. So it's a very fascinating thing, and, and, and I love it. I love border language cultures. I love the anthem. I love the idea of um, I am for the blue. You should understand that. I'm not sure everyone who's listening to the show, but I stand with the police first. I do know there are a few bad apples, like in everything, but I stand with the police first. I'm not one to attack the police and to wish them in harm's way or anything. I think they should be defended because of the risk that they take daily. So anyway, we went to Mar-a-Lago and um, I had the opportunity to meet some tremendous people like Carrie Lake. You know, the would-be governor from Arizona. You know, the more I talked to her and I and I had the chance to, to spend time twice. And um, some of the stuff that she shared, and, and I can't share 
everything that we talked about and actually the people who I saw, there's some of them who asked that that all of us present, and that's something we discussed there, we wouldn't necessarily share the names of everyone who came to that meeting, um, who was there. I can tell you Potus Trump was in the house. He was there. Um, but I think Carrie Lake would be an excellent vice president. And who knows, maybe they're angling her right now for the VP slot, because I think she'll make a good um a good choice. Strong, very intelligent, very um passionate and uh lover of country. So she checks all of the boxes. I had the fortune to have spending time with Marjorie Taylor Green. Well, what you see on television is, is who she is. She's a very strong, outspoken person. And a huge supporter of President Trump. In fact, I can tell you this. Um, while he mingled with everyone, he spent most of his time with Marjorie Taylor Greene. So they have a unique friendship. And I like that. Looking on, I think it's good. I think she has the kind of stones that the Republican men in the Congress and the, and the Senate lack. So she might have to take some of her stones and lend them so they could get a spine because they have none. And they're very embarrassing, the Republican men. I'm so embarrassed. They all walk around with their pink, their pink pussy hats. You know? So anyway, we were there. Um, Dr. McCullough happened to be in Australia on travel status. He's doing a conference, so but he was formally invited to, and uh, he informed me, you know, he informed that he couldn't attend. Um, uh, because of that situation, and how long it would have taken him to get back. Dr. Rich attended with me, and uh, we really had a good time with all of the different people we met and things we spoke about. Very, very interesting. And um, like I have uh, so many pictures, and people who were there shared, started to share pictures that they all, everyone had taken their teams, etc. But I think the decision is made not to share most of the pictures publicly because some people's spouses were there, whether male or female, like Marjorie Taylor Greene companion was with her. Um, I believe so Carrie Lake. There was a husband, I'm not sure. All of the different high-level people, including photos of President Trump. And um, I didn't get permission to share. So unless I have permission to share those photos, you can't just share something and somebody's friend or they appear in a photo alongside and they don't want to be made public. So anyway, that's why I will share some of my Substack that I know would be okay. But the others that I just can't. And that's just the way it is. So, um, but it was really great. And um, I think there's a move afoot to put 45 back in the White House. I As I said before, I like, I really admire Ron DeSantis. 
But I think right now Ron DeSantis is still America's governor and ideally suited for Florida. And I think if he was to run, um, Florida could be in trouble. Because first of all, if he ran against Trump and they ran in the primary, they would beat each other up too much and Trump could inflict serious damage on DeSantis long term. That he will serve out this governorship for six years this newly elected governorship, but he might be so damaged that all of the prospects for him, for POTUS, wouldn't be able to come true. And we don't want that to happen. So I think one of them has to bow out and soon so we can begin to rally behind the one that's left. And who knows, maybe somebody's in the woodworks that we don't even know about or have spoken about yet, and they could emerge. And I'll be even open to somebody on the left, believe it or not, I am not an ultra right right wing conservative. I am I would call myself a big C conservative, but I am a big C social conservative, like a Reagan kind of conservative. And um truth of the matter is that we don't need a learning curve now. And I think with Ron DeSantis, you're going to have some time for him to get to understand Washington, to figure out where all the bodies and everything are hidden, all of the bad situations from the Biden administration. We don't need, we don't have that time. The person that comes in in 2024 have to hit the road running because their primary job is to jail everybody. They need to fire everybody in the alphabet agencies, the, particularly the public health ones, FDA, CDC, NIH, HHS, all of them, um, NIEID, fire them across the board, across the top, at least 100 deep of all senior people. Fire everyone. And for those who we show that there's actual wrongdoing and malfeasance related to COVID, I want us to jail them. I want to jail as many. I want in 2024 who the new president is. They work with their justice department and just jail. We must see in one hour people being taken away in handcuffs. And I'm not kidding you. No long set of hearings, none of that crap. We have enough evidence. We just want jail. So that's my view. And I think we need a mandingo. You know, those kind of wild animals in Australia that just eat even people. We need those. We need a Rambo kind of mandingo. Um, vicious, vicious, like Attila the Hun up in D.C. We need Attila the Hun in D.C. Next rounds. No prisoners. We're jailing everybody and we're imprisoning them. And I'm very, very serious. And I think that these people like Fauci, Burks, all these people, they cause so much deaths and harms. I think if we take them into courtrooms and judges, proper judges, proper legal processes show that these people's actions costed lives and people died. And if a judge turns wrong and says, I think I need to put the death penalty on the table, I wouldn't argue with a judge like that. I would say, okay, put it on the table. If a judge says people need to be put to death, they need to be hanged, I'll hang them. Once a judge says so, because of what they did in COVID, with the lockdown lunacy and these fraud vaccines. I think Trump just said that if he get another stint at the White House, he's going to try and work hard to bring back hangings. He even said he want public hangings. 
Now, you know, Trump is a big player. He liked the big scene and the flash. But Trump is the kind of guy, no kidding you, the Trump that I see and understand and know, he will set up a gallows behind the White House and make it a public spectacle. He will even charge you to come and see the, the hangings. He's that kind of guy. He, if it could make money, he will make it. He will make it pay-per-view. He will make hangings pay-per-view even. Yes, and he'll make serious money. And I agree with he, he actually said he wants to bring firing squad deaths. Now, I don't know if the Congress and whoever will give him permission for that. He said he even, this is what kind of freaked me out with Trump. And I said, but Trump is like he, he on steroids or he's gone nuts. He said he wanted the guillotine. Now, remember the guillotine from the French Revolution where he was lobbing off everybody's heads? He said he wanted to bring that to America. Can you imagine that? So you have to understand, that's where I am too. Once a court says so. So anyway, I was grateful to go to Mar-a-Lago. A lot of pomp and pageantry, probably one of the most beautiful buildings I've been inside of. I mean, I, Trump and they probably spent a lot of a lot of money. I'll tell you a little story, a little trivia so you'll understand. <clears throat> you know, life is very funny how it goes. When I was around 18, 19 years old and the bug of America had hit me because we had just gotten cable in the islands where I'm from and I saw this movie Top Gun. <clears throat> so I wanted to become two things. It's a little trivia. Um, I loved America just from what I was... CNN had just was just launched and we got cable in the islands for the first time and somebody gave us a color TV that was kind of broken and you couldn't even see the color properly. But anyway, we wouldn't have much means. We had this old black and white TV. All of a sudden, we have this thing called a color TV. So, you know, everybody in the neighborhood would come and sit down by us to watch this thing. Anyway, but we had CNN and cable. And um, I saw Top Gun. So I believe it was 1985, 1986. And I was about, I don't know, maybe 18 or 17 or something like that. And I was mesmerized by America, and I, and I wrote the American government. I wrote the Air Force from the islands, and I and I went and I put a stamp on it, and I and I and, and I hand wrote that letter asking to join the U.S. Air Force. I said I want to serve America and fly jets. I want to be like Tom Cruise. After about six months, I got a letter back from the U.S. Air Force, and it was a nice letter typed up and signed with actual ink from the Air Force recruiting age station, wherever it went to, pretty much it was an FO letter telling me, get out of here. And they told me, you know, you don't have a green card and we're not at war. In times of war, the U.S. government um, waived that requirement and if people serve, they will give them residency, etc. But he said, we weren't in that situation. So if ever you get status for America, please come and see them and join. Well, Needless to say, I have status for America now, but I'm a whole ass. I'm I'm like, I, I think the, the age limit is 39. So I've passed that. So I've aged out. Actually, when I went to work in the Trump administration, I actually tried from on the inside. I wrote, I called different recruiting agencies um, in Washington, different centers to the Army and the Air Force to say, look, I now work for the U.S. government, but I'd like to join the military. And the recruiting officers explained to me that I had aged out. 
And I had to go to Congress to get an act of Congress as a waiver. But who the hell was going to do all of that? Um, that I tried the guard, the National Guard in Washington. Um, actually, I tried to join the guard when all of those riots and stuff were happening with um, just around Justice Beta Ginsburg and all Black Lives Matter and all that drama. Again, I was I had aged out. But the point, the thing I was, the story I was trying to tell you is that um, I would invite my friends. I took this FO letter from the U.S. Air Force telling me, no, we don't want you. But I was so proud because it had this big seal of the United States Air Force on this letter, letterhead. I put it in a in a in a in a picture frame, and I put it up on my wall in my bedroom. I, I my my bedroom was outside my parents' home. But anyway, and I would bring my friends there to, to look at it and read it and show them, look, this is a rejection letter from the United States government. But they never had anything written to them from the United States government. My own was an F off. But it was still from the United States. I was so proud of it. I would show everybody in the neighborhood because I really wanted to, 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 to work for the government. Look, it turned out I worked for the Trump, the president of the United States. So anyway, that's how things happen. So... Anyway, I will talk to you in the next segment. Thank you very much. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Hey, welcome back again to this segment. 
Before I begin, let me just thank Malcolm again from the America Out Loud Talk Radio um, Network and um, iHeart that you could find all of my uh, uh, talk shows on podcast the following day, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere. Um, I also wanted to say to Malcolm that we are so appreciative for the chance you've given us. Remember, my substack is Alexander COVID News. You could support me at Zell. Z-E-L-L-E at um, email is sr7283 at gmail.com. Any help would be appreciated. Take a look at my book, Presidential Takedown. You can get it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Presidential Takedown. And I talk about how Fauci and they work to topple President Trump. Anyway, I also support a company called The Wellness Company, TWC.Health. That's TWC.Health. And it's a the modern version of medical care where you could you get access to top flight healthcare on call from anywhere. And you can get access to uncensored content, the ability to schedule virtual appointments with trusted medical professionals. Um, you could also get doctors who aren't scared to follow protocols, keep you healthy, wholly owned uh, internet type pharmacies. You could get all your prescriptions filled, exclusive treatment packages, you could even get vaccine exempt letters. How long this COVID drama crap continues. And also access to world-class supplements, healthcare products, etc., nutraceuticals. So please take a look at TWC.health. <clears throat> Before I start, I wanted to finish something that I didn't get to in the last segment. It was about Mar-a-Lago. So I was telling you about when I was 18, 19 years old, and I wanted to join the U.S. government. Well, I wanted to join the U.S. Air Force, infatuated with Top Gun and Tom Cruise and all that. But anyway, <clears throat> even though I got that FO letter, I still went to Florida, to United States, as a visitor. I went by some friends who were in university there, University of Miami, University of South Florida, etc. And I was staying in the Miami-Dade area. And um, what was quite interesting is this. Uh, let me see how I'd explain it. My good friend who I was staying by well, I met up there, uh, I will just say his first name, Jean-Marc, um, his girlfriend at um, University of South Florida, his girlfriend, um, best friend. So Jean-Marc's girlfriend was Tammy. Tammy's best friend was the daughter of Post, Marjorie Merriweather Post. They owned Mar-a-Lago. That, that building, that whole complex belonged to the Post family. You know, Post Serial, uh, they owned that. And um, I think at some point, the Post, the, the Post family gave that property somewhere down the line there, around then to the U.S. government to the Florida state as a gift or something. I'm not sure of how it happened. But anyway, I didn't think that President Trump came into the picture and he, he bought that property for a really cheap amount. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he bought that for like six million or seven million bucks. But I think today, from having been there, this is not the first time I've been there. Uh, and I wouldn't discuss the other times that have been there. But anyway, I think that property is probably worth about $2 billion U.S. today when I look at it. Because where it is, 
the 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 the, the properties around it and their prices. But what you could do with that property in terms of cutting it up into multiple projects. So that is probably one of the most pri I think that was like somebody paid six million dollars for something that's today worth at least over one billion. Think about that. Think about that profit. Anyway, I wanted to discuss this transgender madness BS. They're pushing down everybody's throat, especially our children in school with this gender-affirming madness. And they have Johnny's a boy in the morning and telling him that he's a girl in the evening and Susie's a girl in, in at lunch and then by evening she want to be a boy and all kinds of madness and all of these surgeries that they're doing. And look, I saw this story yesterday where one school, one teacher was trying to work with the medical staff in the school or something to to affirm an entire class, wanted to change an entire class, change their gender. Look, you see this kind of thing I'm talking about here? It's real serious stuff and make people do bad things. We had to be very careful because I think it's getting out of hand and they're going to interfere with the wrong children and parents going to be going insane because they have some twisted parents out there who are part of the problem with this crap. But anyway, I want to talk about a story that was printed and published the other day where um, trans men, well, men who want to be women then, so I don't know if it says trans women, I don't know which, which word to use, but they're saying that um, they're, they're, they're filing complaints. They're saying that heterosexual straight men are the problem because they don't want to date us trans women, men who want to be women, women, people like Bruce Jenner, they don't want to date them because they're intimidated and they're afraid and they're biased and they're racist and misogynist. Now, can you imagine that madness? Trans people saying that we have to force and mandate, legislate straight people to date them. Are these people crazy? What what word could I use to describe these nuts? These insane, psychotic, deranged. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if therapy could help them ever. These people sick in their heads. They messed up. They need serious, serious help. They they just they're not even just perverts. They're just deranged, sick people. I, I, I don't know what to say. Anyway. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about a study that I had put up on my Substack. Um, it was a study published in 2005. So remember, COVID happened in 2020, 2021, and then we had the vaccine. This study was in 2005 in mice. It had nothing to do with COVID, but it just happened that those researchers in this 2005 study found that when they induced in a research setting myocarditis to these mice, so they damaged the heart then deliberately. When they damaged the heart of these mice to cause myocarditis, in humanized mice, humanized mice is mice that they make the physiology and the anatomy. Well, physiology is similar to humans, particularly the respiratory capacity, lungs, etc. Um, they induced myocarditis, so heart scarring of the heart tissue and muscle, etc. After they did that, they um, 
they introduced adrenaline, epinephrine then, to that, to that myocardial-induced heart, uh, scarred heart. Once they introduced epinephrine to adrenaline, similar to like when you're exercising and you get into activity and adrenaline floods your bloodstream from your adrenal glands, etc., they found that those mice, their hearts went into very erratic beating, um, atrial fibrillation or, or tachycardia or whatever, and those mice got heart attacks and died. In that 2005 mice study, they showed that they could create myocarditis and what they could do with the myocarditis if they flood that scarred heart with adrenaline. And that is the situation. That is the issue that we are arguing about right now. When we talk about that phenomena, phenomena of dying at dawn, that means dying as you're waking up in the morning because as you rise, as you rise from sleep, your adrenals flood the blood with catecholamines, which are dopamine, uh, epinephrine, norepinephrine. Again, adrenaline. And it floods the bloodstream, the system with that so that, you know, your blood pressure could rise, your heart rate could rise, breathing, etc. Because you're waking up. What we found is many of the deaths, particularly in young people, are happening while they sleep. And, and exactly right as they're waking up in the morning, just as they're beginning to stir and rise, they die suddenly. And all of these people are vaccinated. And all of these people who are dropping dead on the field are vaccinated too. And we are arguing that this situation where you have silent myocarditis, that means that the heart muscle became scarred and died due to the vaccine, but you don't know you have myocarditis, so it's silent. And then one night as you are rising, one morning at dawn, and the normal flood of catecholamine, so adrenaline into the system to rise you, or you were playing on the field and you exerted yourself, that causes irregular cardiovascular cardiac function and cardiac arrest and death. And that's what we're worried about in the cockpit of the plane that we might have pilots, and we have pilots right now that are getting heart attacks, cardiac arrest, need CPR, just as they landed the plane. Some, a couple already I know of, it's in the news, we published that they got heart attacks in flight. And the problem is a pilot faces a stressful situation. So, for example, we were flying, I was flying even yesterday coming back from Florida, Mar-a-Lago, and um, going to New York. And in all legs of the flight, there was a lot of weather problems. So it was very, very turbulent. And I could imagine, you know, the plane has the autopilot and all of that, but the pilot has to manually fly the plane in certain legs of that journey when things get a little bit challenging. The pilot is probably under duress and stressed. If a pilot has myocarditis post-shot and he doesn't know and under duress in the cockpit, adrenaline is flooding his bloodstream to help cope with that stress situation. That's a situation where it could strain the heart as dying at dawn or died suddenly or whatever. Because the adrenaline on a myocardial damaged heart, scarred heart, strains the heart. The heart, the cardiac output, the cardiac reserve is not the same. 
because part of the musculature is gone. Heart cells, muscle cells, meaning heart, the myocardium do not replenish. It's not like other muscle cells. When it's gone, it's gone. And those pilots could suffer cardiac. One or two planes will fall from the sky and everyone will die. And, and it's coming. Hell, that plane that crashed recently in Nepal could have been that. So it's not a joke. It's a very serious thing. And that 2005 MICE study has nothing to do with COVID today, but it has everything to do with COVID because it showed that you could induce myocarditis in these mice and then flood the system with epinephrine and the, and the mice will get heart attacks. That's exactly what we're dealing with today. And that's why when I argue and we talk about Dr. McCullough, myself, etc., Damar Hamlin, him, he, that NFL football player, he has a right, a moral public health imperative. His doctors, his family, he must say what his vaccine status is to protect other players so they know, so they don't take the chance and go and exercise right now. They must go to their doctors now and rule out myocarditis. <clears throat> I know there are different tests, a high-sensitivity troponin test for troponin, you know, the enzyme in blood after if there's any heart damage, if there's a heart attack or something. There's um, gadolinum um, contrast, cardiac MRIs. Some people say that <clears throat> gadolinum, the risk factors are wrong, people on dialysis with renal problems. Look, I know all of that. But that's where you and your doctor and radiologist, everybody have to weigh the benefits and the risks. Because we, we need you, if you want to be prudent, to rule out myocarditis in case it's silent in you before you take the field again. It's absolutely imperative because you could die. Bernie Marcus, who owns Home Depot, I, I know you know what I'm talking about. He's a CEO. He owns it. He came out the other day and I was reading something. He was talking about Biden administration. He said, President Biden is an absolute idiot. He doesn't know anything that he's doing as Commander-in-Chief of America. Marcus said that um, the Biden administration like clueless on the economy. <clears throat> but he said something that's very funny and very serious all at once. He said that the, ri the, the rise of the radical left the, the, the Democrat, but the extreme left on socialism in America is contributing too much to making people too fat, too lazy, and incredibly stupid. So stupid that they cannot even hold on normal jobs. <clears throat> he said he can't even get basic people to work in Home Depot because they're too fat and lazy and stupid. Now, he's the owner of Home Depot. He's one of the largest companies in the world. He's one of the richest men in America. And, and he said, for his, for his mic drop moment, he said, uh, in quotes, I'll use his words, nobody works. Nobody wants to work. And they don't give a damn. In their mind, is just, just give it to me. Send me some money. I don't want to work. I'm too fat. I'm too lazy. And I'm too stupid. So just send me money. Close quote. That's what Bernie Marcus said. So anyway, <clears throat> Let me close off this segment by reminding you, you talk, you're listening to America Outlaw Talk Radio. plays on iHeart Network. And uh, my podcast goes, my talk show goes to podcast the following day. You could hear it on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. <clears throat> um, 
You can find out more of my show if you go to the America Out Loud, our shows, our schedule navigation bar, and look for Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Look for the Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. You know you can find my Substack. Um, just Google it, Alexander COVID News. And uh, please consider subscribing. It's for free. And uh, <clears throat> you can get blogs on COVID, on politics. My views daily. I do about 10 different posts. Uh, my website is drpaulalexander.com. Um, if you wish to support me, please go to Zell, Z-E-L-L-E, at SR. The email is SR72832 at gmail.com. No spaces. SR7283 at gmail.com. Consider my book, Presidential Takedown. You could get it at um, Barnes & Noble or Amazon. And um, I also wanted to thank Malcolm again. I wanted to also remind you, um, the company uh, TWC.Health, <clears throat> that is TWC.Health. Please take a look at it. Please check it out because you could get access to really, really good uh, medical information and medical support, a range of nutraceuticals, etc. Remember, out of COVID, we've realized how broken the healthcare system is in America. And um, I, I could say that one of the main issues is the care, the emergency room, primary care physicians and stuff is really suboptimal today. So we want to revolutionize medicine and to offer life-saving medical treatments. And it shouldn't be dictated by who you know and where you live. So please consider TWC.health for your health needs. Thank you very much.